Welcome to Double Happiness Multiplied with Sally Barker, the complete guide to enjoying your multiple pregnancy and building a happy, healthy family life. Welcome to Season 1 of Double Happiness Multiplied. I'm Sally Barker. On Episode 6, we discuss your couple relationship and why it's important to nurture it before, during and after your multiple pregnancy. We hear from psychologist Dr Greta Little who offers some practical tips to help keep you on track and some warning signs to look out for that might indicate you need to get some help. Also, Rebecca Perry and Janelle Snadden share their stories of the struggles they had in their relationships while carrying their multiples and after they were born. And I talk about the pressure the complications in my twin pregnancy put on my couple relationship. It's no secret that carrying more than one baby at a time puts enormous pressure on your couple relationship. And with multiples, there's that increased risk of complications that weigh on your emotions while already being concerned about how your family unit is going to operate after taking home more than one baby. The success rate of couples who have multiples isn't great and the statistics show that separation and divorce in these families is much greater than that of families with singletons. Psychologist Dr Greta Little tells us there are some warning signs to look out for to try and avoid being one of those statistics. Well, I suppose it's important to share the process and what's happening and share your feelings about what's going on. I think we know parenting is enhanced by sort of a reflective process. So if you can talk about how you want to be parents of multiples, and it may be your first pregnancy you may already be a family but it's always a transition bringing someone else into the family and in this case two or more babies so it's that your ability to reflect on how you want to be as a parent how you were parented yourself what you want to do the same what you want to do differently and where the two of you might have common ground in that and how you might support each other in going about that. So that reflective capacity is really important and that's a way as a couple that you can bond over the pregnancy as well. Being able to communicate with each other, I mean, that gets difficult too once the babies come along because of how much is involved physically in terms of the tasks that you have to do. So it's also about being realistic about what is achievable for your relationship and giving each other that room, you know, not having high expectations of your partner and what they're going to be able to bring to the relationship as well. It's good to think about how you're going to handle conflict together and how you're going to be able to talk things through. But also realistically, there may be times where that's just not possible and that might just have to wait till the babies are a little bit older or more well. I don't think anyone ever really expects to have more than one baby, so it can be a bit of a shock. A lot of people might have a feeling of being special, having multiples, as well as trying to manage thoughts and feelings about how they might cope or wondering if they're going to be able to cope. And then doing things like joining your multiple birth association where you get to meet people who are parents of multiples and that can normalise the experience a bit and help you realise that people have done this before and that it is achievable. As I said, it kind of normalises your experience and you can see people there coping who are doing well and they're happy families. That's really important. 
And it depends on your own circumstances, whether you've got family and or friends who can be supportive for you. Warning signs would be increased conflict in the relationship or not talking to each other. They would be two things that wouldn't be good. If you're having frequent feelings of anger or disappointment about your partner, that would be an indication that it would be good to get some help. Rebecca Perry admits that it took her a while to come to terms with being told she was having twins and that put a strain on her relationship with her husband. It didn't have an effect on the relationship at the beginning. I think it was more of myself. I really sort of struggled to come to I had a plan in place of what my life was going to be like. You know, I had my, had my first one was about it was heading towards two and I could, that's fine, she could play or be sitting at a table and I'd be happily holding the other baby. That was in my mind. And then when they told me there was going to be two of my whole plans for the future were, were not going the way I had envisaged. So that was a bit of a shock. And I think that might have taken, that's where the toll on our relationship maybe came along as I went through the pregnancy, just me trying to come to terms with the fact that I was having twins. But I mean, Troy was very supportive of the idea of twins from the beginning. I was quite shocked with that too. I, while I was reeling, he was like, oh yeah, that sounds like fun because he'd always wanted three and I'd always wanted two so he'd got what he wanted <laughs> and I was still in shock. So he was quite excited about the idea of having twins as men are because they don't understand the entire, <laughs> you know, enormity of it but um, he was excited by it and, and I think that was good because that allowed me to be swept up in his excitement as well so that was good. And in terms of um, our relationship during the pregnancy, was pretty good. I mean, we run our own business or he's an electrician, so runs his own business. So we still have to very much focus on, on work because if he doesn't work, then we don't get paid. So we still had that to focus on and we had the twins coming along. And then when they came, it was fantastic. The birth was hard for me, but he was really great with being there. But when we got home, it was when the reality set in and the shock of it continued. <laughs> And it put a lot of pressure on our relationship in the first six months, I'd say. It was um, exhausting. It was, again, a time where you sort of make or break. So we worked as a team. We had our moments, but we still worked as a team and we got through it. And that's how I sort of look at it. Mm. Yeah. Do you think if you'd have known during your pregnancy that things were going to be so hard, would you have done anything differently to try and prepare or nurture your couple relationship or maybe talked a little bit more about strategies? No, because Troy's probably not that type of person. He's a lot more laid back than I am. So I could have all those brilliant ideas and try to put them into place, but he's more of a let's go with it. And I think I need, needed to be a bit more like that. So it probably was better that we didn't have a formal plan going into it. Having said that, when we were reached, when the twins reached six to seven months, we our sleep was just non-existent. And so we enlisted the help of Caroline's Angels, which were um, their sleep specialists, midwives, and pretty much saved, uh, not saved our marriage, but changed our lives for the better. And having a routine put in place really helped all of us, including Troy. So I think that definitely helped. Janelle Snadden says that with her entire focus on her preterm quadruplets, she failed to give the needs of her husband a priority, which could have had a very different outcome. I don't deny that Matt loves them any bit less than me, but I don't know if other mums can sort of understand that too. We, we've carried these little guys in our bellies and then given birth to them or had them taken out of our bellies. They were my everything. And Matt, of course, is always going to be there and I you know, love him to death. And 
But these four people did. They took the front seat and they jumped ahead of him and probably the funniest part of our, I can probably say funny ha-ha now, was the kids would have still been under two. They were somewhere between a year and a half and two. And I remember Matt coming home one day from work, as he did, and I was probably still in my pyjamas, not showered, as per usual. Goodness know where the kids were or what the house looked like. I just remember him that night saying to me, he's like, okay, it's okay, you can tell me. And I sort of looked at him and I was like, I can tell you what. He's like, you've found someone else, haven't you? Probably not the best reaction. I just burst out laughing because I thought it was the most hilarious thing I'd heard. But I was like, I didn't leave the house. I didn't leave the house for the first year in my spare time. I just think, yeah, I sort of forgot it's different needs. I put everything into the kids and I forgot that each day that Matt got home well, probably wasn't the first thing I said to him, like, hi, how was your day? Like, how was your day? I was so focused and everything that was going around me that, yeah, you do lose a part of that because you're so busy and focused on your children. And it's not that I meant for that to happen, but it did happen. So, yeah, that was probably the flashing light, if you say, that you do have to try and make time. And because everyone's busy, everyone's got so much stuff going on, but you do have to try and keep, you know, everything else going as well as the kids. I think I always look at it as that we always had that strong bond together. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and go, oh, we just love each other so much, that's how we made it through. Because even now, like, it's just really hard. I think we respect each other and we know that our family together, we call it sort of our, you know, this is our family and our unit now, is very important to both of us. So we just try and make it work, yeah, the best we can. Because it did start at the IVF journey because I was all over the place with hormones and things like that. And there were so many times where I think, oh, I don't know how he put up with me. Like, I think, would I have put up with that? Would I, could I have handled that? But he did. He, you know, he stayed and dealt with all of those emotions and that time and then to where the NICU, where he was still juggling work. He had to go to work. We didn't have an option. So Matt, unfortunately, couldn't be there, even though I knew he wanted to be by the baby's side all day, every day, like I was able to do. And then same thing, the knock-on effect. I know I used to say that to him all the time. Oh, at least you get to go to work. You get to go to work and if you wanted to, you could go get a coffee if you wanted to or you could put your head down on the desk and have a little nap. I said, I can't do that. I can't just, you know, have four people. And that's what I used to say. But I have to go to work. And I'm like, oh, I get that. It's, yeah, it's just that constant thing of, I know, sorry, I understand. Just those moments you go up, down, up, down, up, down. And we're still there now. Like the kids are about to turn 10 but sometimes things are going great and then sometimes we're like, I have to go, stop, no, this isn't working. We need to rewind here or change something and continue on. If I'm honest, I did exactly what Janelle did. As you'll remember from previous episodes, my pregnancy was fraught with anxiety, which laid the foundations for serious relationship problems. Finding out early on in the pregnancy that there were serious complications and then with the girls being born extremely early a lengthy NICU stay, and then the realities of caring for two extremely tiny babies who just wouldn't sleep, it all weighed heavily on that coveted couple relationship. Of course, there were times when we grew really close, and that was great to have that feeling of support. However, after the babies were born, I guess I just couldn't understand why he wasn't as completely and utterly committed to the girls as I was. Don't get me wrong, he clearly loved them immensely, but not to the point where he pushed everything else away like I did. I was completely consumed by my new role taking care of these tiny, tiny babies. 
little by little as the years went by, that connection you expect with your partner waned until there was absolutely no communication left. We never went out and did anything together as a couple. If we were invited anywhere, I would stay home with the girls and he would go alone. You see, the advice that's given is to ask for help or if help is offered, accept it. But when you've got more than one baby, especially when they are premature, the help isn't freely offered. I'd have people say to me, if you get really, really, really stuck, we might be able to help. I don't blame them. They were probably terrified. You see, I had successfully positioned myself as the strong one who people would turn to. So when I needed help, I just don't think they knew how. In the end, we were unable to rebuild our couple relationship. Thank you for listening to Season 1, Episode 6 of Double Happiness Multiplied. Coming up on the next episode, we explore birthing options for multiples. We talk with maternal fetal medicine specialist, Associate Professor Craig Pennell, about the types of twins that will require a cesarean delivery and those that can safely be delivered vaginally. Founder of Rockstar Birth magazine and Rockstar Birth Radio, Shalom Stone, explains why a birthing plan is important, even if everything doesn't go to plan. Hypnobirthing practitioner and doula Elise Jamison shares her experience of birthing breech fraternal twins and I'll tell you why my girls were delivered by cesarean section. Until next time, I wish you double happiness multiplied. The only purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform and should not be used to diagnose any medical condition. It's no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it doesn't constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Instead, I encourage you to discuss your options with a healthcare provider who specialises in multiple births. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience and conclusions. Thank you for listening to Double Happiness Multiplied, the complete guide to enjoying your multiple pregnancy and building a happy and healthy family life. Remember to head over to doublehappinessmultiplied.com to get access to more great resources.